And we are back with uh, Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. I'd like to remind you that uh, we've done 10 trips with uh, Dan Neverth and myself. Actually, nine with Dan, 10 with me. Uh, AAA, and they've all been sold out. The next three trips, the next trip will be uh, Russia. The trip after that, uh, let's see, to Alaska and then Australia. Uh, but the next trip uh, is Russia. And if you would like to come along, you are most welcome. It's Viking, which uh, the king of the seas, as far as I'm concerned. They are very, very good. June 24th uh, through July 5th of 2020. And among the things we'll see, we're going to have time to see a lot of things because there's a lot of things to see in Russia. Four days in Moscow, four days in St. Petersburg. We're going to Red Square, Lenin's Tomb and the Kremlin, the Cosmonaut Museum, the Bolshevik Theater, uh, Moscow's elegant metro system, and a performance of the Russian Ballet. It'll be lots and lots of fun. We're saving a seat for you. Uh, you don't even have to bring your own tutu. <laughs> if, if you would like to go, uh, dial one eight four four six eight eight seven four seven seven. That's one eight four four six eight eight seven four seven seven. June twenty fourth through July fifth, and you can call about any or all of the trips, and they will send you brochures. And if you could bring your own tutu, you're probably disqualified from the trip. My tutu is a 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> yes. I have no two-two. Let's go to uh, Peter in St. Catharines. Peter, you're on WBEN. Hey, Sandy. Thank you for taking the call. Pleasure, Peter. What's on your mind today? And always good to hear from Ken. Thank you, sir. <laughs> hey, Peter. I think that um, the president should take the uh, FBI down to the studs. Rip it out to the core and re- shut it down and start it all the way from the, from the top. Um, my view is that uh, all of this has to do with two things. One, there's always been about two things. One of them is the, the Supreme Court of the United States and the potential for the president to have a seven or eight uh, conservative justices. He could probably... Work it out with, um, with Clarence Thomas and these guys and get them to, to retire early so you can put 40-year-old justices so the conservatives will have the court for the next 50 years. But I'll end by saying this. I have never sort of thought that this had anything to do with hatred of this president. We have to sit back and understand why is it it is so critical for them to get rid of this president I think it has to do with what was done on the Obama administration and that could come to light and that the president already knows and is going to deal with it. They have to get him out before he can deal with it. It has to do with crime in the prior administration, not hatred of this president. Well, and I think it's way too political, and that's a part of the reasons it's uh, been damaged. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, I think he might have some validity in what he's saying, sure. but getting him out. Well, one, he said that. Not that easy. Yeah, rip him out, you know, rip the FBI out and start all over again. We have to remember that the FBI started by people who were far more noble than the folks that we may have today. And so we'll be starting it out of corruption this time instead of out of necessity as it was the last time. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that Trump knows what Trump knows. If this is just a tactic to get him to, to, uh, shut his mouth and not change much of anything, then I can see what you're saying, Peter. But if you're thinking that uh, an impeachment would stop Trump from disclosing information later on, I don't think that that's going to be no, the case. No, I don't either. Uh, I was, I've always been surprised. You have a new administration and you've got to hire a lot of people, right? 
And I never used to like the, hey, you come in and you clean house, get rid of everybody and start no, you fresh. Can't do that. No, I'd like to do that, though, because I think what's happened so far is we got so many people who are entrenched and want to do it the way they were doing it instead of the way they're doing it now and don't like the fact that this guy's changing what we think is working, uh, and he's, he's successful at it. So uh, we've got to show him who's boss. He may be president, but we still run the town. Hey. I get that distinct impression. And, yeah, and that's a valid point when you're there for so long and you have so much power. Oh, God, I forget what movie it was. I think it was the one with um, Jack Nicholson and the, and the water rights in, in California, um, Chinatown. Okay. Where in the end, uh, he gets into the limousine and the fella says, uh, you know, people come to Washington, in essence, and they want to talk to the politicians. But you need to talk to the bureaucrats because politicians come and go, but the bureaucrats are always there. They're always there. Because that's where the power really is, is in the bureaucracy. And if we could put a sweet deal in, and it may be worth our, our fiscal, um, it may be worth our money, rather, uh, to do something like that, you have to retire after 15 or 20 years and keep recycling these people in. Give them time to train their, train their people that follow them, but don't let them stay long enough that they become more powerful than the people that you elect. Well, he, that's a, that's, you're full of wisdom today. That's exactly right, too, and it's good that you're stirring up these thoughts. Well, St- Stanley. Uh, Stan- Stanley? <laughs> Stanley? He's calling me Stanley. Uh, Sandy. What do you think I am, Stan Roberts? Do I look like Stan Roberts to you? No, no you don't. But one thing I want to bring up that uh, I thought Rush yesterday was absolutely brilliant. Their politicians have been getting rich off of foreign countries, for, so for stuff that we've never even imagined. We usually think that, okay, somebody wants to pass a law, you know, they, they, they grease the palms of a politician. No, it's much deeper than that. And he talked about the areas around Washington, D.C. and how wealthy those districts are. And people, and it's not just Democrats, he even pointed out, Lindsey Graham could be dirty, too, from Ukraine. But they want to shut it all up. They, they want to shut the spigot off to the access to the foreign countries and the money that they can provide our politicians. Very good. And here's a, uh, here's no question a, about that. Here's a tax. Sandy, the IG report is like the Catholic Church investigating itself regarding abuse. Of course, it will say nothing to see here. Yeah, you will not miss anything, and that's that. So they don't believe you can self-diagnose your illness. Let's take a break and return on News Radio 930 WBN. Here is the deal of the day. Sitting in a cold car is no fun, and skip scraping ice off your wind, uh, windshield with a keyless car starter from B&R Auto Accessories. Right now, get a $379 starter for just $279, uh, only from uh, B&R. Uh, GetMyPerks.com. Details at GetMyPerks.com. Remember, the perks to living well in western New York are just a click away at GetMyPerks.com. And I need one of those. Yeah, you should get one, especially in the winter you need them. Uh, You know, I got one in my other car, but I need one for... Yeah, you got to have one in each car. I absolutely, absolutely. So I'll I ha- be I taking a, advantage of that. I have a guy who sits in my car, and I point to him <laughs> and he starts it. Is he wearing a tutu? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to uh, Emil in Buffalo. Emil, you're on with Ken and Sandy. Good morning, uh, Sandy, Ken, and Tony. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And our, the Beamer guy. Our pleasure. What's going on? So uh, I'm a Ukrainian-American, meaning I was born in Buffalo. My parents uh, uh, fled uh, Soviet Ukraine uh, after World War II, 
And like most Ukrainians, we really uh, love the United States. We love democracy, the rule of law, free press, and uh, the institutions of the United States. We love the, uh, the, uh, the strength and the honesty of the institutions. So as you know, you know, Russia has once again invaded Ukraine five years ago, yeah. uh, fighting for survival. And uh, the United States has been uh, uh, very instrumental, you know, because we share common values. You know, Ukrainians, they want to live like people in Poland. They want to live like people in Germany. They want to live like people in France and Spain and the U.S. They don't want to live like uh, people in totalitarian Russia. So this is really a battle of civilizations, you would say. And it's 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 very unfortunate that, uh, you know, Ukraine is dragged into this. I'm very sure that... Uh, most Ukrainians in Ukraine and, and the ones here do not want to get involved in United States uh, uh, political fighting in any way whatsoever. You know, they, uh, they uh, enjoy bipartisan support. Uh, it's very important. And, you know, the U.S. always had uh, a bipartisan foreign policy for a long time. And this is really a uh, uh, it's kind of a tragic time, you know, for the U.S. Putin's goals. Are, uh, since he has no real ideology, right? He's a nihilist, but he, he's trying to sow chaos, distrust of the United States institutions, distrust of the press, and he's basically just trying to pit everybody against each other, regardless of whether you know he supported Trump or Hillary, whether he supported a Black Lives Matter or, or anti-Black Lives Matter. He's trying to uh, promote distrust among the american citizenry and i think this was the uh this was the result of the uh uh, uh you know the seven the 17 intelligence uh, uh uh institutions as far as i know that you know true uh putin is a bad actor and he's creating a distrust among the american people and and we are falling for it and i think you're right i think we are falling for it and it's 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 come over the country like a locust uh seriously i've not seen it uh, this intense in a long, long time. It seems like we woke up to a different country a couple of years ago. And, you know, you say about the United States always supporting, but if we go back to the uh, Ukraine, when we go back a few years, you said for five years, there was a time that Ukraine didn't get any support from the United States uh, under the Obama administration, if I'm not, uh, if, if I'm wrong, you know, tell me that even though Biden, the vice president, got a billion dollars or whatever it was to go over that way, that that funding had stopped thereafter, didn't it? And and on, on the issue of put, uh, Putin. It's, it's, it's very complex. So Ukraine was independent since 91. And, you know, they've had their own good and bad presidents. Uh, generally, I think the, the thing about Obama is you could say that he was, uh, he was a good man, but he was kind of naive, like Mitt Romney pointed out during the 2012 uh debate where he pointed out that Russia is the U.S. number one geopolitical foe. Uh, I believe that, uh, you know, uh, President Obama did give uh, diplomatic support, but in all honesty, the uh, Russians invaded Crimea when uh, President Obama was in power and there was very little, there was very little, uh, you know, backbone that was shown at that time. Uh, However, however, uh, you know, and and President Trump has sent the Javelin anti-tank missiles to Ukraine. That's all true. Yeah. On the other hand, though, President Trump uh, has said and done some very perplexing things, you know, that uh, it, 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 it shows some inex- inexcusable uh, 
either a, a misunderstanding or, or, or whatever it is uh, towards Russia that we, we can't understand, you know? Well, yeah, and that's all true. But we go back again where Obama had said to Putin that after the election I'll be able to— uh, I have more flexibility. Yeah, flexibility yeah. to do what? Well, the mic was on, so what does that mean? Can you imagine if that was part of these hearings? I can, after the election, I'll have more flexibility. Don't say anything. Tell your boss. <laughs> I mean, come on! I would, I would say is that, uh, you know, we should support Democratic— uh, uh, free market countries that want to join a civilized group of nations, and we should we should guard against uh, being undermined by totalitarian uh, regimes. And I can agree with that. Well, also, Buffalo has a tremendous Ukrainian uh, community within it. You guys have clubs. I, I think I saw two of them driving through town. I've seen two Ukrainian clubs. Uh, one on Grant Street, and I saw another one. I invite you all to the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Dnipro, which is on Genesee and Jefferson. And if you drive down to 33, you see that big blue and yellow flag on the 33, because the blue is the sky and the gold represents the wheat fields of Ukraine. So if you see that big, huge uh, blue and yellow flag on Genesee and Jefferson when you're driving down the Kensington Expressway, uh, stop by on a Friday night and have some pierogi. Oh, that, oh now, now, you, now you said the magic yeah. word. And, and, okay. And listen, you know, if you're on Genesee Street, you got to be all right with me. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Mr. Pierogi. I like that. I, I love pierogies. The uh, woman who has a, uh, a particular set of skills uh, was at one of the churches. They were selling homemade pierogies at the churches as a fundraiser. And um, she said there were people in front of her in line, you know, and uh, yes, I give me six of those. Uh, they're really big. Okay, uh, give me uh, give me four. I'll take four. She says I'll take six dozen. <laughs> she gives them as gifts. I mean, everybody loves pierogies. Nobody uh, nobody doesn't. And we Italians have our own version. It's called ravioli. Just a different shape. Of well, I've had a lot of ravioli. I've only had pierogies once. And my really? Ne- yeah, my neighbor across the street growing up, she was Ukrainian. Oh yeah, my uh, dental hygienist is, is from the Ukraine. Hey, why do uh, we I say, say the Ukraine? Ukraine. <laughs> I guess you're not supposed to. It's just she's from Ukraine. Right. It's, you know, it doesn't sound right. Because we are used to saying the United Kingdom, which is a multiplicity of countries, and the United States, which itself is a multiplicity of countries. The states, the United States. There you go. Ukraine Showing is just off your uh, education again. Well, hey, I worked Tony really, and I and Buzzy were writing notes. Go ahead. I worked really hard to get. <laughs> I really, I, I worked really hard to get my education. It took me in high school. It took me six years, and That's I worked good. <laughs> six years of working hard. Uh, you're a good writer, though. Uh, everything you uh, write that you send to me, at least maybe you only send me the good stuff. Oh, hey, just before the yes. break, yes, I, I, my, I Two want. Uh, I, my column is coming out. You might be very, very interested in this. Is it about me? Then I don't have any interest. In no, it. it's about Stanley. Oh, Stanley. <laughs> Stanley, yes. The, the Stanley, a uh, great cartoon character he, he wrote. Uh, no, no. So what it's going to be about this week in the Niagara Reporter, you could get, you could get it on uh, uh, com. But Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren introduced on Thanksgiving Eve the Remove the Stain Act, and it's in reference to what happened at Wounded Knee back in, it was 1892 or something like that, that the 20 medals that were given out, Medal of Honors, and a massacre against unarmed Native Americans need to be rescinded. Uh, if you go ahead and, you know, Google that or read that uh, after Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it'll be, by Wednesday it'll be online, by Thursday the papers will be out. But I agree with her. 
And there was precedent for it because when they began to look at, when Congress began to look at the number of Medal of Honors that had been handed out like candy in 1918, you know, between the time of the Civil War when they started giving these out and after the First World War, Congress rescinded 900 of those because they were just totally unjustified. And I cannot see the justification in giving a Medal of Honor out to anyone who, who just, you know, shoots unarmed people. Sergeant Toy, Frederick Toy, is one of the people who got uh, one of those Medals of Honor, and he has a monument in Niagara Falls at the Veterans Monument, the American Veterans Monument at Niagara Falls. And now if the bill passes, my question is, what do we do with that monument now? It's the only I don't monument decide that which ones keep them, which ones don't. It's indeterminable, but in a case like this where you got one as a result of a massacre, then what do you do? One or all? Something to think about for sure. We'll take a break and return on News Radio 930. This is WBEN. back with Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Ken Hamilton is here. He's very active in what's going on in Niagara County and Niagara Falls. And uh, you got a, a water park deal. Is, is it going, not going? What, what's well, you know, that was the Uniland Una Delaware North project. That oh, they were going right. to build the $150 million Wonderfalls project with a water park as a part of, a component of it. That it was officially declared dead. As a matter of fact, I had declared it dead about two years ago. What had happened is is that the state officials just finally did the autopsy and determined that it, it, it is dead. Wow. And the thing of it is, here's the, here's the strange thing. Uh, if you were listening to WBN this morning, and I pro- they're probably going to run this again, where George Maziars, the former senator, was speaking on the issue, and he was talking about how difficult it is to get things done in Niagara Falls. One of the things that he did do is that he went so far as to say that it's not just the city, it's all of the components who are involved, which includes the state. It's difficult for the state to do anything in Niagara Falls or for Niagara Falls to get anything done waiting for the state, even though the smaller hotels are coming in. My big issue is that the Sheridan was sitting right across the street from where the Wonder Falls would be, well, not directly across the street. But they wanted to do the same thing, and they only needed a little bit of money to make that happen. But they were turned down because... We're going to build the water, or the Wonder Wonderfalls, and the thing of it is, is that at that point we knew the Wonderfalls wasn't going to happen. Oh, really? You know, and I'm saying, I hope that the folks who have the power, the wherewithal, to go ahead and give that money to the Sheridan, what they need in order for them to start what the public sector could not do, or sh- and, and probably should not do, to go ahead and get something going in the water in, in the Niagara Falls, as something like a Wonderfalls. Now, the other thing is that um, first-term city councilman Bill Kennedy said that, you know, it's been a long time since we've had some true development here. Well, the true development that we need is a paradigm shift in the way that we as Niagarans think. Because, you know, the way you think is what you manifest. And we have not been in a position really to manifest the type of development 
that we need. The problem is, is that we have people in charge who have never developed anything. They're all newly elected for the most part, and they direct people who have a sound background in actually developing things, telling them, no, 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 don't do it that way, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way. We have to begin to move out of the way and allow the developers to do what developers do best. Wayne Thompson is a friend of mine. He's the former mayor of Niagara Falls, Ontario. I was on the phone with him a couple of weeks ago. He has committed to coming over and giving us some pointers on how to build a skyline and, and things like that. But the truth of the matter, and he's still a councilman over in Niagara Falls, Ontario, he's beginning to get concerned about what they're doing over there too. Not only that, but, um, oh, the fellow that used to work here, how can my name escape? He, his name escaped me. He was a newsman here. It was now Mark, Mark Leitner? No, he's a councilman in Buffalo now. Um, he's, a, he's a former newsman here and a councilman in Buffalo. Tony's working on it. Uh, a Fontana. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Fontana. I'm sorry about that. He's just about out. You know? Well, no, he's, and he's willing to come over and give some ideas, too. So I'm going to have a couple of forums for people. And this is not necessarily for the politicians. It's more for the people to in, begin to initiate a paradigm shift in our thoughts yeah, you on how to th- get things done. You've got to think properly. You've got to think big. You've got to think, uh, let's, uh, we may not be able to get it done, but we're damn well going to try. And well, I, I think they are typical of a body in motion tends to stay in motion. A body at rest tends, tends to, to stay rest. at rest, and that's where they are. And we are very restful in Niagara Falls because with 60%, 70% of everybody on some sort of uh, some sort of public dole, sad. it's real easy to be at rest. really is sad. Let's go to uh, Daryl on line one in Medina. You're on WBN, Daryl. Medina. All right. Shelby. Sure. Hello there, Daryl. I got a question for everybody this morning. I hope we have an answer. What do you got? What? How can you discipline Donald when he ain't an employee? He, he, he technically, <laughs> even though he did take, Joe says he did take, he's pretty sure he did take a dollar. He does. He takes a dollar a year. Yeah. <laughs> dollar a year. And I wonder if they, they take, uh, they must have withholding <laughs> on that dollar. Can you imagine the IRS guy that shows up with his? Well, let's see. He's the president of the United. Oh, he only earned a dollar last year. <laughs> well, it, I'm just, I'm just putting it that way because it, you think about it. If well, you yourself, if you were just getting a dollar, you don't know intercom, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a dollar fifty. Huh? <laughs> Never mind. Half of that's uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put something in our mind to think about, Daryl. Thank you very much. Yeah, the president's taking a dollar a year, and th- I think that shows good faith. Everybody knows he doesn't need the money, and uh, that's he's willing to do the job for a buck a year. I think that's a bargain. Yeah, but there's a lot of congressmen doing likewise, aren't there? Uh, there, I, there might be some other people doing it. I ain't heard that about that. No. Okay. <laughs> Ella. Ella always Ella. calls when you're on, Ken. I think Ella has a crush on you. Hi, Ella. Yes, I do. I know. I could tell you. Whenever he's on, I know you You show up. Hey, Ella, can you make a sweet potato pie? On the back for what you're doing, but unfortunately, my arm won't ring, uh, reach that far because I'm shrunk with age. Yeah, you're getting smaller as the years go by. I don't know why it happens. I don't like it, but it does. Well, uh, anytime there's less of Ella, we're not happy. We we want more of Ella because we love Ella. Well, Ella, the smaller you get, the greater our memories of you become. How nice. Ooh, this is a nice moment here on the show. <laughs> now, I have a, a comment and a question. The question is, is there any possible way... 
that we could take Ken's common sense and spread it over our politicians? I w- well, Ken has run for public office before. A couple of times. They don't elect people with common sense. No, they want people who do it like it's being done. <laughs> now, Ella, let me tell you something. I've come to this conclusion after some 40 years being involved in, as a public advocate, is that people vote for the people that are, one, either most like themselves or, two, most like they'd like to project themselves to be. And so they vote for people who are most like themselves. The sad thing about it is is that most people don't understand how a government is supposed to to work. They just think it's an extension of their household, their budget, and things like this. Government intentionally works contrary to the way that people operate their lives. It's like a Swiss watch where you have to have 51% of the gears going one way and 49% of the gears going the other way in order to get the hands to move smoothly. When I was president of the library board up in Niagara Falls, Fella comes up to me and he says, Kenny, why don't you guys run this library like a business? I got tired of hearing this. Run it like a business. The best way to stop that argument is to agree with them saying, yeah, and this is why they, yeah, yeah, you know, really, we should do it that way. But can you do me a favor? And now they want to help you. Yeah, what is it? I says, can you find me a business that spends $2.1 million a year to allow people to come into their business and get everything they want for free? (laughs) Hallelujah, brother. (laughs) So we do run it like a business, and that's the way government is. It's a service to the people, and we're having some issues up in Niagara Falls where they're now taxing us outside of the budget to pick up trash. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tony was upset about that, too. You guys always come in with the same common problem. This time it was uh, trash. You, he was trash-talking, now you're trash-talking. <laughs> well, Tony looks up to me like a big brother, better-looking big brother. Now, Ella, I'm a well-tanned back, uh, uh, big brother. <laughs> Ella, you've uh, seen a lot, so you know a lot. Have you ever seen the country uh, that we all love in such disarray as it is right now? No way. I haven't either. It bothers me every single day because I... Grew up at a different time. They, they call it the greatest generation. We had problems. We had the war. We had depression. But people worked together. It's not like now. They're so uncivil to each other. Short of an attack by a foreign nation, I don't see anything bringing it back either. I, I don't see anybody trying to bring it back. That's what scares me. And my comment is this. Instead of knocking Trump all the time for the bad things. Why don't they talk about what he's accomplished? And he's accomplished. You know why? Because he's accomplished so much without any help from them. And, yep. they, and they don't like that. But, Sandy, I pray for this country every day. Think about it. I don't know anybody short of Hitler, and nobody likes it when you use Hitler as an example, of a, of a despised human being. Uh, they despise this this guy. I don't know why. Maybe he's not everybody's flavor, everybody's cup of tea, uh, but I don't find him to be that despicable that he's uh, out on an island by himself. Well, no, you know something, and we say this, uh, eight years ago or even five years ago, the people who were on Obama's side were saying exactly the same thing. Ella, the difference between this generation, your generation, and the preceding generation is the amount of information that we have. In this generation, there's so much technology that you get so much information that you tend to coalesce around the information that is most like your own thinking. And instead of having, you know, two, three, four parties, uh, uh, the major parties, we have thousands of different thoughts floating through our society based upon 
us looking for a group of people who think the way that we think. And, of course, we're going to coalesce again around, the, uh, around our party because we know nothing more than what our party is. Well, it is a great pleasure to talk to you, Ella. We'll see you next time on the telephone. Appreciate it. We'll be back with more of Beach & Company on News Radio 930 WBEN. 803-0930-1800-616-9236, star 930. The FBI has been damaged. I know that by this, like, six-paragraph story <laughs> in the, uh, in the uh, U- not the USA Today, in the Buffalo News. It's six paragraphs. That's it. Uh, if this uh, were anti-Trump, it would be a full page. And so that, that ought to tell you something. And this is what, I, what I've been looking for. Maybe, maybe this is the super story. <laughs> they don't attribute it to a writer uh, that uh, turns everything around. Uh, but I think the FBI has taken a big hit. Uh, with major, in, in the last report out yesterday, major organizational uh, ways of doing business, a lot of big things, not just the minor here and there, but some major things. And it's about time, because if they're going to have the authority and the assignment to do what they usually have to do, they should uh, be able to do it well. Tony's indicating something, but before you get yeah, to him, let, to go me, to the bathroom. Let, let me say this real yes. quickly. Um, Ella says that I had common sense. That's not true. Here, here's here's where I am, is that I have experience because I have always been highly exploratory and never afraid to make a mistake. I build my thoughts upon the mistakes I made and the successes that I had. Also, there's an in, uh, a question answer here on the screen. It says, the more that this saga unfurls, and this is talking about the impeachment, right. the more it becomes clear that this is not political. This is not hate of the president. This is fear in capital letters, fear of exposure. And I think we kind of touched upon that. Yes, go ahead, Tony. I think the the big hit occurred when uh, the FBI botched Hillary Clinton's investigation. They didn't botch it. They supported it, didn't they? They don't have much of a track record uh, lately. And they, to the average person in America, you would think top law enforcement agency we have. There are others that do different kinds of things, some we don't even know. Uh, but they're the most well-known, I think, of the branches with the longest track record. Uh, and they, they, seem to, um, uh, they seem to be getting in their own way lately. And that's not good. Image and positioning is everything for, uh, for the, the people that do what they do. You can't have the image of Barney Fife going in there with one bullet in his thirty-two revolver. It doesn't work. Yeah, and we have to go back when we judge the FBI is, again, the same way that we judge Republicans, Democrats, et cetera. You're looking at a leadership and, and a very small group of people who really screwed up, and now all of the FBI agents throughout the country is being branded by what these guys did. The rank-and-file FBI agent is a good person who really wants to do a good job, put their lives at risk for the purposes of the security well, of, of our country. The, it was those guys in leadership who had a political agenda that were sitting inside of the beltway. As somebody once said, and I always thought it was a good saying, when the elephants fi- uh, fight, yeah, the only ants, the ants yeah. die. Uh, yeah. So where are the ants? Where are the ants? The agencies of the elephants. When they're fighting, they don't lose, we lose. And uh, how many times have you said, oh, yeah, well, he's going to jail. Uh, I can think of one prominent person that's gone to jail in the last couple of years. Where we got plenty of jail space, and they got plenty <laughs> of crimes being committed openly and with great glee, and yet we have people who aren't in jail who should be. Well, 
Nobody should be in jail until after a trial, but there's a lot of people that should have been facing a trial. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, And have you noticed uh, that something goes from red hot to nothing? Illegal immigration to this. Oh, yeah, nothing about the wall anymore. Have you you noticed they all have have a shelf life? Uh, They're all like uh, a Chick-fil-A, you know? Uh, It's something that everybody has to have at the same time, okay? Uh, but the bottom line is uh, they, they have a shelf life that's too short. Well, Krispy Kreme, remember when yeah. they opened up up the street? Had to bring in the police. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then they had, you know, they had to move out in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I, I've had Krispy Kreme. They're, they're all right. Uh, but Chick-fil-A, I still haven't had. I have certificates for a free one. I remember when they came in and visited? It's, huh? it's amazing. It's good. That's, that's I good. love it. Best chicken sandwich on earth. That's uh, the clearest you stocked. You you said anything all day long. What is it? You always get clearly talk about food or something. <laughs> well, I, it's like you know, food looks great, but I can't eat it. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> you know, in, in the Navy in, in Norfolk, Virginia, we always had Krispy Kreme donuts for breakfast you did? all of those years ago. Oh God, that was forty forty five years ago. We used to feed that stuff to the seagulls, you know, just to watch them take a whole honey bun and swallow it. They fly away. You can see it in their gullet as they're flapping away. You're talking about honey buns, huh? Uh, well, okay. Yeah, no, I... Ah! That's very good. Very good. Bernadette. You been hanging around with Buzzy or what? I'll take your word for it. Is there any special way to have it? I mean, do they have special cutesy names for the different things? Chick-fil-A. Joe's more of an expert on it than I am. I just like those spicy chicken sandwiches. Spicy chicken sandwiches. Yeah, the spicy deluxe sandwich is the best. Any Anything with the Chick-fil-A sauce really what? just... Well, what where if, is this Chick-fil-A? I'm going to have to go down there. There's and get two it. Well, there's two of them now. Where? There's two. One uh, across from the mall on Walden. One and, at Lawson. And one at Lawson in Transit across from... KFC and Taco Bell. And if you want to, next time you're on the show, stop by and bring a bag to us. Yes. <laughs> I come, let me see. I come from the falls. I need to go to Cheektawaga. <laughs> to get a Chick-fil-A. Well, thank you, Ken Hamilton. Always a pleasure. Thanks That's my to pleasure. all of the rest of you. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning at 9, unless I'm not here at 9. Love and you, I'll, Ella. And I'll see you at 10. We do love Ella. We love Ella a lot. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. The Sandy Beach WBEN studio rings out in support of those who rang the Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center victory bell today in celebration of a victory, large or small. Elvis has left the building. Oh, I wish we never had to leave the beach. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn.